Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jane Og, and we are here, of course, with the President of the United States of America, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, how are you today? We're doing good. We had uh, a guest tech stuff person last week it went very well we'll see how you do we will see how i do and we have a a special guest today mr president one of the most special yes maybe not the most but but, you know top five top five special in your book i would say so yes we have comedian jim gaffigan with us today jim how are you today thank you it's it's good to be here it's uh, uh i'm here did you ever think that you would actually be able to sit down with the president of the united states um you know what? Uh, it's less of a reflection on me, but I it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like if we were describing, if we were talking about Obama or Bush, like I would never imagine I would have the chance. But Trump, I'm like, yeah, you know, like there's I'm the this, people's president, I think is what he's saying. Well, not really. But I think there's a scenario where like there used to be this age where like anyone could grow up to be president and obviously with trump no disrespect but it intended is that (laughs) that there is this kind of like we you know we shouldn't be surprised by anything at this point like if you discovered that the president was hosting a podcast in an apartment uh, on Trump the east tower. side of Trump Tower. This nice. is, well, this is technically not a Trump Tower, but well, you know, sometimes they take the name off the property, you know, yeah. because of the libs, okay. the crazy Dems. One building <laughs> right. is different. But, but Trump was a lib, right? Well, I'm right here. You don't have to talk about. Only I talk about myself in the third person. Okay. Trump was a lib, but that was just for political, you know, donations and right. zoning. I have buildings in a blue city, so you do what what has to be done. Right. So it's all principle. Completely principled. Okay. You, well, he actually, I don't know if you know this. Didn't you perform for the Pope? I did perform the good, for the Pope. The good Pope, who's very critical of the libs, or the one who's like, you know, more liberal. I think the, the Democrat vote. The, um, I don't even know if I wouldn't consider this one. Uh, he's definitely not a conservative, but I don't know. I guess any pope is probably you. You consider Francis liberal? I call him the Democratic Pope. The Democratic Pope. <laughs> Chuck, Nancy, and Francis. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know if they vacation together, but yeah, all right. I guess there's definitely liberal. Um, theories but isn't the great irony that like all those people talk about these liberal theories but they don't really execute on them right as opposed to you who talks monstrous theories and then i (laughs) try to bring them exactly we try to bring it campaign promises kept that's what we're saying yes but uh so obviously podcast with president now your number one highlight above perform for pope 
Yeah, but honestly, I had never heard of this podcast, so. Well, that's you probably run in very liberal circles. They don't want <laughs> not really. To know. I mean, I'm kind of. If you I watch mean, Judge Janine, she talks about it all the time. Um, I, you know, the Sunday night I watch a lot of cable news, and occasionally, if you are a news addict, like eventually on Sunday, you know, MSNBC they have like lock up, and then CNN they're like uh, Anthony Bourdain died, so let's play that every hour of Sunday, and so. <laughs> The, the only news you can watch is Fox. And boy, Judge Janine, it's like, don't you wish you could have met her when she was like, because she was a judge, right? Which means that people were like, you know what? That person would be a good judge. That right. person's fair. Yeah. Love to have <laughs> her in my pocket. Very grounded. <laughs> she's And let me tell you, I wish I had met her 30 You know, now she's very into me, if you know what I mean, but yeah. a little long in the tooth for my but taste. Is, but but let's not talk about it sexually, but like, so it, do you think that there was a shift? You know how like Lindsey Graham, like uh, the mystery of Lindsey Graham is that I, I think that there was a compromise that he made with his conscience at some point. Like, because he was kind of, uh, I don't want to trigger you, uh, President Trump, but he was kind of in the John McCain. Second Amendment, we love triggers. Uh, you know, he was in the John McCain thing, but he made a calculation, right? And by the way, I also don't necessarily believe that there's this grand conspiracy um but like, I do wonder, like, if there was a psychological study of Lindsey Graham, I would be interested to know what's his game plan in reference to you. Is he kind of like, I'll, I'll deal with it from the inside? He has said, first of all, we're good friends yeah. as long as he keeps speaking nicely. But we have discussed, and he likes to win, and he knows that I'm a winner, especially in South Carolina. We love them. They yeah. Very forward-thinking state. They were the first ones to secede during the Civil War, so they right. knew okay. the libs were coming. And right. so they were ahead of it, and he just wants to stay in office, and he knows 2020. So you think it's... So 2020, he's got a re-election. And you know who else is up for re-election in 2020? Uh, Cro uh, the Texas Cornyn? Cornyn? Cronin? Well, I was going for me. Oh, Trump. yeah. Trump, Trump, yeah, re-election. <laughs> 2020. Yeah. Some guy in Texas, sure. Him too. <laughs> no, well, there is something about... It'll be interesting because, uh, you know, I don't talk about it in my stand-up, the politics, but I am a big consumer. I think everyone's a big consumer of it, right? I'm the best show on television it's right now. It's anything to distract us from the you fact You can't that escape it. It's everywhere now. We're going to be swimming in seawater in a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you know what I mean? Like, it is fascinating. Like, let me ask you this, Mr. President. Thank you. Do you feel as though um, this, you know, I almost feel, like I said this, did you read that Andrew Sullivan article on how, um, you know, the the immigration thing is indirectly. You lost me at Reed, but continue. Okay. <laughs> but like the, the whole immigration issue could end up really backfiring. On Democrats, not that they're for open borders, but like if they're perceived as being for open borders, it's over. Like in the end, it, it, it's this. You know, whereas in 2016, people went into the voting booths and were the people that did vote for Trump or you, um, Thank you. <laughs> did it as kind of like a lark, or maybe they had an issue with Hillary 
Well, she's crooked. Just to oh, do something that. different. Crooked yeah. Hillary. That this time people might be like, do you like I'm worried because I think that narrative of open borders is something that again, I don't think that Democrats want open borders, but I think that I'm from uh, Indiana. Like I think that if people where I'm from heard or believe the open borders thing, it's over. Trump will win. Republicans will pick up seats in the Senate. And that's where I'm worried. I guess, the, am I supposed to be funny on this? Well, I don't know. You sound worried, but I'm thinking maybe you want a position in my cabinet. No, because never. we're loving, we're loving <laughs> the sound of Trump wins. We're looking possibly no. to three And you're good friends term. from Indiana, Mr. Well, we President. got two. We got, uh, it's, we, got, we got BGMP. That's what I call him. Big Gay Mike Pence. Yeah. And we got, uh, it's our little nickname. Bobby Knight. Right. We love Bobby Knight. Who's Bobby yours? He was like, he was a big supporter of Trump, Huge. wasn't he? Very big, still and is. There, there is. I wonder. It's a if, shocker. I wonder if Trump or you were inspired by that strange appeal that Bobby Knight had, that it was this kind of um, Teflon kind of bad boy, but kept all the guys. Do you know what I mean? Like Bobby Knight was throwing chairs. He was physically abusive. He was like the players. cool bully. Yeah, but but it was kind of this belief that they're going to win. And I think it comes down to a personality that some people just have a Teflon thing. Like, obviously, Hillary didn't have it. Obviously, Elizabeth Warren doesn't have it. But, like, some people have... I wonder if Buttigieg has a strange likability that we're going to, in uh, four years, wonder about. Well, it's good that you, because those are, we're mentioning a lot of Indiana people. Indiana's very yeah. big right now, and as you know, I won Indiana. Big league. So, yeah, but that's not a big accomplishment. I mean, the, the Did you, excuse mate. me, I know you're a big famous comedian. Did you win Indiana? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I do very well in Indiana. <laughs> but did you win Indiana? I did not win. Well, then, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that uh, we've, we've, I'm a master of branding, even my people yeah. who don't like me. Will say I'm very good at branding. Wouldn't you say most, like generally most people, like what is the? Percentage? I'm the original social media influencer. Yeah, I don't know if that's a positive thing, right? Like, are there social media influencers that people generally are like universally adored, or are they just flamethrowers? I just want to win enough electoral votes. That's all we're looking for. So yeah. I don't have to be universally liked. I just need four to eight more years in the White House. Funny, yeah. And how are you influencing in a positive or negative way? A powerful way. Okay. How about that? How about powerful influence? We like that. We like power. Power. Not the show, though. There's too many. You know. Do you what's. do you think that? What do you think of the these concerns that our democracy is in peril? That like you have such influence over the Republican Party that that none of these senators or even the Republican Congress dares to question the authority. Doesn't that concern you a little bit? It arouses me, I can tell you that much. <laughs> it certainly makes me excited hearing you talk about my presidency that way. Yes. No, I think we have some tough people. We have some weak people as well in the Republican Party. Um, but anyone who stands up against you, you get is, rid of. So anyone who stands up against you is weak? Well, they usually... You know, look at the guys like Bob Corker, Jeff Flake. They decided to be tough and make statements, and now they're out of office. That's the American people talking. Romney got elected. 
You couldn't stop well, him. I mean, could Utah, you? come on. Well, what kind didn't... of state has jazz for that in Utah? <laughs> <laughs> that was New Orleans. That was a transplant. Well, that team. makes sense. Right. And then they got flooded, and they brought their jazz to Utah, and it's been no good ever since. Mr. Yeah. President, are you afraid at all with the the Mueller report and then rumors of impeachment happening? Does that make you scared at all or nervous or anything? I say the Mueller report was tremendous in exonerating me, but still full of very cruel and psycho details yeah, that we so, don't like. So it completely exonerated you, but you also thought it was, I think you described it as bullshit. Well, let me ask you a question. Big Catholic Jim Gaffigan performs for the Pope. Well, I yeah, okay. You got the Holy Trinity. Okay, yeah. I did my research. You got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Three parts, but one thing. Seems right. to some people like a contradiction. Mueller report is very much, it's like the, the holy trinity of documents. Total exoneration, but some of the parts are bullshit. Okay. So it kind of occupies the same space at the same time. Very, very cool. Okay. Pence taught me that. He taught me that. Pence. We were going through some Bible study. <laughs> so interesting. Do, do you, Mr. President, what is the expectation? I, have you heard this rumor that given that there are uh, probably a sealed indictments and, and they seal them now because so that they would not encounter I think um, um, you know time limitations have you contemplated on the last day of your presidency if should you lose 2032 no <laughs> switching <laughs> say you lost you know in uh, 2020 and it's 2021, January 26th or whatever the day is. The day before, would you say to Pence, I resign, you're president, you pardon me. Would you ever do that? Can we go off the uh, podcast record for sure, a second? Sure, let's go off the record. Tech stuff guy, write that idea down immediately. <laughs> okay. well, have you heard that theory? Yeah, okay. Well, I have now. And believe me, we're writing that down. We are going to put that in a vault and we might have to do That's a good idea. Thank okay. you. All right, well, you know. Uh, let's right. go. Okay, now we're... Back on. Back on. I have not thought about that at all. No. That's, uh, there's no need for it. Totally innocent. Right. Going to win again. So that's two reasons why I don't have to go down that, uh, that path. So we're good. Well, Biden just threw his hat in the other day. Does yeah. that make you nervous? Having such support from Obama. The country loves Obama. Does that make you scared at all, Mr. Not President? In my country, a lot of people in MAGA country do not love Obama. That's the first thing you're disrespecting those great MAGA people. Okay. I think mm -hmm. that Biden is just there so that he's like there to make Bernie look appropriately aged. You're heckling you know, him. You're tweeting at him. Well, heckling now there's him. Like another old guy, so now it's like, you but know. Wait a minute, are you older than Bernie? I'm young. I'm, absolutely not. Bernie's oh. 77. I am uh, who? Seventy-two. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, sorry, I, I didn't say that. But, so you know, Bernie is uh, Bernie is seventy-seven right now. Not when he. Uh, well, they, on the news, they're always putting up these ages. I don't know if that's the age now, the age when they were in high school, right, right. the age in five years. But <laughs> the point is, Bernie and Biden too old. They don't have, and they have the gray hair. It's like I have the beautiful golden hair, which I'm still. But you, I don't understand. Youthful. You had the gold. You have golden hair, but like when you were in your forties, you had brown hair. A lot of sunlight. A lot of sunlight. A lot of lemon juice and sunlight when That's, you play golf. You live healthy. 
God rewards you with well, you're you're a golden haired man. Yes, I am. But so like a real welcome one. to the club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but my hair's real. What's left of it? This um, is all real. Uh, okay. Um, so what? Uh, it's interesting. Do you is your approach kind of like just exhaust everyone and then you'll win? Is it working? I don't know. Well, I think it's people don't, you know, I always said Hillary didn't have good stamina. And I think I proved that correct. We have a mission. We're making America great again. And I think the issue is a lot of people don't want that. So I have to be a tough fighter. I don't care if it's three-year-olds from Mexico or the Constitution. If I have to fight all of those things to get my plan done, we're going to do it. What is your plan? I mean, it feels Make like nothing. Make America great. No, I understand. Again. That's the mission. But what is the plan? What is you know, you is know it, America? Yeah. You heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> we want it to be great. Yeah, I understand that. But the tactic. What is the tactic to make it great? What do you mean by great? Great is sort of Things were sometimes good. Under Reagan, they were good. Under Obama, they were a disaster. So we want to make it unbelievably good, which is also a way of saying great. So while we're doing that, we've got to put conservative judges who aren't going to make up laws. We're going to put conservative judges who obey the Constitution. Now, is that are the conservative judges, is that based on principle, or is that just something to placate the Republicans so that you can implement um, your, uh, so you can kind of enjoy the ego trip and maybe implement things that could benefit you financially. Well, I know you've written some books. I've yeah. been told by Sarah Huckabee Sanders, big huck, big fan of your books. Oh, she really? loved the one on food. So you've written <laughs> successful books, very successful books. Yeah. I also wrote one. I don't know if you know The Art of the Deal. Kind of sold a lot I of copies. I think, I think, well, technically someone else wrote it, right? Well, there's some guy on the news claiming, you know, I wrote the book, but it's like, let me tell you, did, did Art of Anything by Tony Schwartz, would that have sold if it didn't have my face on the cover and my genius? Well, probably not. I'll answer it for you. Probably not. The point is, I wrote The Art of the Deal. I am the deal maker. So when I see that I need these lawmakers in the Republican Party to do mm -hmm. what I need them to do, sometimes you have to make deals. So if we had to put hardcore, conservative, pro-life, inexperienced lawyer judges into the highest level of the federal judiciary, that's what you got to do. Wow. And then we make America great. Like I said, it comes full circle. Now we're on our way, no. making it great. Mr. President, when the government shut down, I don't know if you know this, Jim, he caught up on a lot of Netflix, he was telling us. Yeah, and all of it. Now, you watch comedy specials, right? Did you happen to watch any of Jim's stuff? Did I watch comedy specials? You told me you watched comedians. You were doing impressions the last few weeks. What was I doing? Who are you, by the way? Since when are you know this show? Because I listen to the oh, show, good. Mr. Okay, President. Listen. We got a yes. lot of listeners, millions. That's right. So your comedy... We call it comedy is very aggressive the way you I tweet don't at watch, people let me be honest. you roast I don't people be rude. I like our guest I think he's I've heard very good comedian like I said Big Huck one of the biggest fans you've got and she tells me you don't a great call comedian. her Big Huck do you? just me that's our that's my little nickname <laughs> right. for her she's and, and people who listen to this show know 
Why does she Sarah so Sackabee Saunders, uh, Saunders, why does she always just like maybe like an hour ago she finished a marathon? She always looks a little <laughs> bit wiped out. Well, and she's Big Hawk, and it's a lot of pressure up there. You know, like those people that they just kind of have kind of, maybe I have that face, where they just kind of look like, they're the people that like when they take a picture, they don't smile in the picture or and and not only do they not smile their still face almost looks like an upside down smile it's called a frown yeah but it's <laughs> it's just it's kind of like uh there's they were put together sloppily you know like if it was a mr potato head well she's got a little bit of like a potato head left in the trunk of the car and you yeah. know, summer day kind of thing you pull it out and you're like all right that'll do yeah. Sort of a bootleg potato. Maybe that's a new nickname for bootleg, bootleg bo- potato head. <laughs> bootleg potato head. <laughs> I don't know if she would like that nickname. Potato head oh, sounds like, 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 do you think, who do you think will leave your cabinet next? Well, I can tell you it won't be Huck because she's already told me we could be locked in the uh, the Oval Office with cyanide pills. She's, she's there to the end. Right. But I think we've got... Uh, I don't know. Stephen Miller seems to be losing a lot of hair since he joined the uh, administration. Yeah, but he's like a true. Well, I'd love him to stay, but I know there's a lot of pressure on him. I, that's the only reason I I mention him. But I think we. Uh, I, I heard a rumor that he's only 17 years old. Is that true? He is young. He's a real he's phenom. Young. <laughs> and he is. Like, he's a phenom of hate. He is like the LeBron James of prejudice. Good guy. He is the LeBron James of eight. Let me ask you something, uh, Mr. President, which I think is interesting, is that there are these uh, comedians that do impressions of other comedians. There's you, uh, there's uh, JL, there's Kyle Dunnigan, there's uh, Jeff Richards, there's... uh, Melissa. Was one on the Comedy Central show he had, uh, Anthony. Well, is Melissa? Were you going to say Via Senor? Yeah, I like her. Yeah, I know. You, you wouldn't think it based do. on the last name, but uh, yeah, but I did. But like they do impressions of uh, like Kyle Dunnigan. Have you seen Kyle Dunnigan's John Mulaney impression? <laughs> no, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's great. But what and JL did, uh, of course, a big uh, series of impressions. Why hasn't anyone done an impression of me? Because I'm not, I'm not taboo enough. I think maybe there's somebody needs to do. We can look into that it. That would be too much. There would have to be too much white makeup, right? <laughs> too much white face? Because that would be white face, right? <laughs> well, and I can tell you, a lot of people have been making a big deal out of blackface. But yeah. the real problem going on, and the Wayans brothers have not really paid for this yet, right. white face Right. That's the real well, racism. But, but that's that is blackface. The issue is that it goes back to this institutional racism, and it was done as a mockery of an entire people. Whereas uh, what they did was in one movie. It wasn't very commonplace. A lot of people saw that movie. Yeah. How do you think tra- they, it has to start somewhere? We're going to nip it in the bud. Put it in the Constitution. Tech no, stuff, go write know, it down. No, no, no white, white face. face. No white face. The 39th right. Amendment or whatever we're up to. Right. Do you That's, want an impression? You want somebody to impersonate you? Yeah, I would like to see that. Well, Just, we're going to look into it. We're going to look into it. We have our people. But then again, you know, like that's also kind of like 
that could backfire, right? Like, you know, like what if you asked someone to do an impression of you and then they did it and they were just in an enormous fat suit. (laughs) 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 And they put on like, and that's how you look at me, huh? And you're like, oh. Well, that's the thing. They always try to make me seem big, but I'm, 6'3", 215. It's like, that's a strapping guy. Uh, really? Are you really 215? There's no... You're, I heard on the podcast that your physical came out and you were like 270 or something like that. Well, you heard incorrectly. Feet. I thought it was 6 feet. 6'3". Six, six, I thought it was 15. 6 feet because there's all these photos of you next to someone. These people that are 6'1", and they're shorter than you. Fake photos. Very Fake common. photos. A lot of Photoshop. Or maybe from the angle, it looks like they're taller. So, maybe. like, the, can I ask something, Mr. President? Absolutely. So, the Russian prostitutes that peed on the bed. Yes. Were they <laughs> um, were they high class or were they kind of just... Run of the mill. Run of the mill. Extremely high class. Now, here's the, here's the classy thing. Classy ones that I, would do that. I need to Only clear. the classy ones pee on the bed. I By need, the way, there is, like when you say prostitutes, they're, you know, high class. That's not kind of a, that's, you know, there can be high class hookers, I guess. This is true. Russia is really, they like vodka and hookers. That's where you get the premium stuff. But what I wanted is <laughs> we were talking about getting a, a hotel in Russia. Yeah. And I thought I, I told them to bring up the Russian prostitutes in black dresses. And right. then the P was going to be the gold, and we were going to use that as like the official Russia Trump logo. You know, the black and gold are yeah. kind of my colors, like the Steelers. So with the black dress and the golden stream, it was going to be the sort of Trump Tower Moscow logo. It's, it's been in- very misconstrued that it was some sort of disrespectful <laughs> kind of thing. Very respectful. It very is, creative. It's, it's really interesting how, um, if that is true, Oh, it's true. I'm telling uh, you the, the, the true story. That he had <laughs> prostitutes pee on the bed in the presidential palace because that's where the Obamas slept. It's not like the Obamas were coming back to that room ever. Do you know what I mean? It's so symbolic. Like, I would think the hotel would be like, Trump would be like, I did. Oh, my gosh. That's the Obamas now. I would think that... All right, we got the bat phone ringing. This is unbelievable. The text, new tech stuff guy is like. I would think that the uh, the 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 Russian hotel, like, why rock. would they think that that would be an insult to to Obama? Wouldn't they be like, hey, um, well, you do a lot you of travel on this bed, this bed in our presidential suite, and Trump was like, yeah, I did it to the Obamas, and they're like, but. This is our hotel room. <laughs> yeah, and the bombers aren't coming back well, here. Here's so. the thing. Here's the thing. And I don't know. You do a lot of traveling, I think. Yeah. Very big, big time global comedian, Jim Gaffigan. Well, here's the thing. In Russian culture, not a lot of people know this because it varies from culture to culture. Urinating on a bed in Russia. Right. Very disrespectful. Even if you're not coming back. It's other places. It might be OK. It might be like a joke. Russia. Very disrespectful. So it's disrespectful to anyone who ever slept on that bed? Very disrespectful. Is this something that, that, Mr. President, you've done in other scenarios? Like, did you 
you know, George Washington slept here. Did you pee on that bed? Like, is this how you get off or have other people instruct people to pee? Well, we once stopped at a Holiday Inn in Florida that Jeb Bush had stayed in, and we had a dog shit on the bed. Because in Florida, it's a different level of disrespect. In Florida, you got to go bigger. But how is... I'm not even sure how that is... Like, when Obama heard about that, he probably wasn't like, how dare Trump do that to a bed that I, I might have slept in. Yeah. <laughs> um, because we also know that, like, if you're a, uh, an American president in a Russian hotel room, they're probably going to put you in a different room just for security reasons. Probably. Right? right? Well, why are Russians so mistrustful and why are we like, I think that's what Mr. President you're trying to do. You're trying to correct the Russian American relationship, right? We've got to have great relations with Russia, even though like they're not that much of an economic force. They're not even a, a military force. Well, you know, we have different kinds of immigrants coming to the country, you yeah, know, some yeah. good, some bad, vital to our Strip club, gentlemen's, I'll call it gentlemen's club, will be PC. Yeah. Our gentlemen's club industry, which is thriving right now, very reliant on Russian labor. So we want to keep that pipeline open. Oh. So it's, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes work. Not everybody has to you know don't, all the things. No, Mr. President, you don't think that is insulting to Russian people characterizing <laughs> that their women that are beautiful? I don't know why that, that would be a problem. Their primary export is exotic dancers <laughs> and prostitution. <laughs> like, where does that fit with, like, natural gas and oil? Like, is it like, you know. It is a natural resource, their prostitution. If you want their natural gas, you got to pay extra. Mr. President, why, when I was a kid, were like there was like a Wendy's commercial kind of making fun of how Eastern Europeans like were babushkas and all this, and then the Iron Curtain comes down, and all these Eastern European women are beautiful. What's so, that all about? So beautiful. And why are they peeing on a bed that Obama slept in? Well, I don't. If you were paying, it's a in the Russian culture, very <laughs> disrespectful. To urinate on a bed. Let me ask you something about Devin Nunes. What do you have on him? What do you have on that guy? About 60 points in the IQ department, if we're being totally honest. <laughs> that guy is dumb as a rock, but very loyal. He's like a basset hound. <laughs> you know what's funny is that you guys have something in common. You're getting along very well. I'm very surprised. Well, he's a good guy. You are both fathers to five children. Right. Who is? You, Mr. President, you have you have you five. have five. I have five children. Okay, wow, yes. you all ha- one woman, all the same woman. Wow, you have five That's children, Mr. President. Very old school. Yeah, <laughs> you have them with three women. I have who? You have children. children. You have Ivanka, I have Ivan- Ivanka, Donald Jr., the, Tiffany, Eric, and Barron. Those are your five children. You're kind of, but you're that's your sweet spot is Eastern Europeans. Right, it's like Marla Maples wife, was lucky to get in there, if you know what I mean. You know, w- wife number one from Czech Republic, wife number two from uh, wife number three from Slovenia, and then the Russian prostitutes that peed on the Obama bed. They're a great collection. There's a lot of Eastern <laughs> Europeans. That's your thing, huh? Well, they're good. What they're is good your people. relationship like with Melania? Who? No, uh, Melania, your wife. The and I'm not talking about the body double. 
I'm talking about like the be best lady. Oh, her. Yes. My wife? Your wife, yes, Melania. Well, you know, you say some words and people want to label things. <laughs> it is she's, she's, let me tell you, she's good because she's always walking around with that kid. Uh, Baron, that's your son. She's always walking around with Brendan and like, it's like, I'm the president. Can you get this kid, like, go somewhere else, accent lady? I, I'm busy. It is, uh, like, you'll see them get off Marine One. And walk to the White House, and they hold hands. You hold hands with Melania. Big hands. But <laughs> not her, me. <laughs> Big Twitter hands. But uh, it's fascinating like to know what that relationship... Because I think that Michelle Obama and Barack Obama, I'm not saying they don't argue, but I think that's authentic. I think W and Laura Bush, I think that's authentic. I think Barbara and W, you know, I think Clinton... And Hillary, I think that is complex. And well, they met of... in school, which is where, you know, losers meet their true loves. Okay. I put that in air quotes because they can't hear it. You know, true love. <laughs> you know, oh, I met in school. Whoop-de-doo. Have you guys ever seen that footage of... Because back in the day, you might not remember this, Mr. President. There used, there well, was I have a pretty thing. great memory, so... When I was we'll watching... News on the weekend, they had this hardball special that was all about times that Trump had been on hardball. Because essentially, what would happen is if it was a slow week for politics, they would just call up Trump and interview him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, at one of those, there was a town hall, like during the numerous times, Mr. President, when you were thinking of running for president. And, um, he was dating Melania at this time, and oh. she said she wanted to be first lady. And it's just, it's just astounding because even watching that. If footage, I may, though, I, I gotta say because yeah. dealing having, I'm kind of an expert. I have like a PhD in European. You don't. Women. But go on. Yeah. The she when she says first lady, that's in her town in Transylvania. That's what Mal they mean when they say Slovenia. wife. Where is that? Slovenia. Well, you know, potato, potato. <laughs> the she, when she says first lady, that's like, you know, she says be best. Obviously, she still hasn't mastered the language. <laughs> so we're going with first lady is her village's way of saying wife. Okay. And in Europe, they're very free. So you can be like the third lady, meaning, you know. The side piece to the side piece. <laughs> That's their lady. Vice side piece. Do Are you, you sure she wasn't meaning like first lady, like president, like you become How a president? How many Eastern European models have you uh, bedded tech stuff guy? Zero. Okay, Rick. Then obviously I think I know better. Can I ask you something kind of rather personal? Um, you're, you're, uh, Mr. President, your sexual appetite was obviously... Um, I mean, you're much older than me, and I'm kind of like, wow, that's his sexual appetite in his 60s. I'm like, wow, you know, that's... No Viagra. Right. Well, <laughs> I don't, I'm not even asking that. It's just because I don't think that that comes down to... That's obviously a reflection of... Um, but I guess my question is, is, is your kind of... Uh, <laughs> Horn dog ways have they disappeared? 
I mean, you are close. To, what, how old are you now? 69, 72? I don't know. 58. No, no. But, like, what is your horn dog ways? Like, have you, would you sleep with Judge Janine? If she were 32. What about Ainsley Earhart? <laughs> oh, Fox and Friends? Yeah. Do you mean, would I again? <laughs> Let me correct the question. Absolutely. I mean. But people, wait a minute. She's a big Jesus person. She would not betray her husband, well, would she? And so are allegedly all these millions of people who voted for me. Yeah. So, right. So you're saying you can get any woman you want, Mr. President? Any woman who isn't afraid of making America what about, and their sex life great again. What about that Christian with the J in her name that was your Homeland Secretary? Bjork. Bjork Nielsen. <laughs> Christian Nelson, who had... Was the J in the Kirsten or in the Nelson? It was in the Bjork in the first name. It was in Kirsten the... Bjork Nelson. And Nielsen. so, did... Uh, she's not unattractive. Did you, uh, did you make the moves there? She is... In the real world, she's like a 7.5. In Trump world, she's a 2, so I'll pass. And she's also like in her 40s, so she's like 30 years too old. Yeah, right? too old for him. It's a little too old a vintage. Right. What are your, what's your, your age range? Well, Melania would be already out. Right. Right. Except I'm the president now, so she kind of, she was smart because she was coming up on, you know, She's like grandfathered in. She date, can't. But then once you're in the presidency, you can't have a divorce because the lying fake news will say he's getting a divorce. And, you know, you see, you see, like you get a divorce and then all of a sudden they want to make up lies and say you're getting divorced. What are the odds that Melania is going to leave you after you leave the White House? I mean, she'll be penniless and she will no longer be a hot young model, so she might want to stay because we have very good But prenups. you would have to support Baron, Who? right? Your son. Ivanka is not a son. She is all woman. No, I think you call him uh, Dirk. I think that's a nickname you've given him. Oh, Dirk, because like, he's like tall, like Dirk Nowitzki. Yes. I oh, think. really? Oh, that kid. Yes, that What one. about him? Your son. You'd well, if you got a divorce, him. you'd have to support your child. What, she can't By work? By the way, DJ Melatonin DJ, can work. Donald Trump Jr. is... Can we talk about the fact that Donald Trump Jr. is dating the Fox lady, right? Gilfoyle? You know who Gilfoyle's first husband was? Very handsome Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, who is now the governor of California. Can we go off, do you mind if we go off the record? Yeah. Again, I don't want uh, chinless, chinless American psycho to hear me talking about his new girlfriend. We're off. Okay. Let me be honest with you. Gil Foyle, she's not bad looking, but to go from Gavin Newsom, who I can't stand politically, but is a tall, handsome guy from Stanford, you go to Don Jr. from that? What are you doing? That's like going from Stanford to Trump University. Well, it's, it's so profoundly desperate, right? For sure. It's it's not monetary. She probably doesn't need the money. But it's she is looking for something of importance or relevance. Oh, a right? spotlight. That's it. She, I don't know. I think Don Jr. is the wrong tree if she's barking up relevance. That guy. But, but you're grooming him to be the next president. I don't groom any. I groom Ivanka. Is I think the, she the meets all is, her grooming the, appointments. I, I had always heard that it's Ivanka <laughs> and Jared. That Ivanka and Jared have these delusional 
believes that they will take turns to be president. <laughs> we can go back yeah. on the record now that we're done we're talking on, about these. Yes. I love my family. I think Kim Guilfoyle is a tremendous woman and an asset to the uh, people who claim to be my kids. Let me ask you this, Mr. President. Uh, all the people at Fox News, I have a friend who works there. Well, I, knew uh, you were I a good think guy. he's a true believer in uh, some of this stuff, meaning he's like a, a crazy, a, a libertarian who's kind of just gone into a web of um, strange logic. But what percentage of the people that work at Fox News are just there like, oh, shoot, <laughs> I'm here? <laughs> Do you think that like... 60%. I think a, I think 60% of them are true believers. I think Hannity is a true believer. Great I'm not guy. saying that uh I think that uh I think Tucker Carlson is like a libertarian who's kind of uh, uh tic-tac through his brain where he's I don't know what it's like to deal with cuz I do think that sometimes um people get pushed politically in how they're criticized in the society. So in other words, I believe that Tucker Carlson um good guy. Uh no, he's but like the theory the my theory which is just I'm totally being be BSing here is that Tucker Carlson is uh someone who is in the position he is on on ideas because of ridicule he's encountered. By the way, do you remember? Do you remember when um, uh, there was this show on CNN called Crosstalk, or what was it? Crossfire. Crossfire. And if you may remember, like back there was this time when John Stewart went on Crossfire, and he worst said, episode ever. He said, "Let's just stop this. Let's stop this." And what occurred is on that Crossfire episode, and I could be wrong, there was on the left was James Carville, and on the right was Tucker Carlson. And they were debating issues in kind of a confrontational way. And John Stewart said, uh, stop this. And I think he was, John Stewart was well-intended. He was saying this is not productive. By the way, the fact that like there was a, a moment where there was sincere disagreement like that is so absent from our kind of public discourse at this point like we would love to have crossfire at this point but the the reason i bring that up is that i think that some of these people i think even like uh late night hosts have these political opinions and there's like this list of orthodoxy that they have to adhere to. The comedians more for the comedy, but like no funny comedians on late night right now. I'll tell for you that some much. of these, for some of these uh, politicians, uh, for some of these media personalities, they're pushed into these corners where I don't know if they believe half the stuff they say. I think Tucker. I love Sean Hannity, and I think Laura Ingraham. Really wishes it was 1930s Germany, if we're being totally right. honest. But when it comes to Tucker Carlson, I think he wears the bow tie because he probably wore one to, like, middle school and got made fun of, so now he's trying to own it, you know? He's, like, empowered, like one of these women. But he walks around, and I feel like Crossfire kind of ruined his career for a while. 
after that John Stewart debacle where he insulted the great Tucker Carlson. But like a racist phoenix rising from the ashes, <laughs> Tucker is back, <laughs> and he's a good guy, and he's doing tremendous things on immigration and race and having the honest talks we really need to have and that you won't find on the fake it's news. You know, Tucker Carlson could have been his upbringing probably not that different from Chris Hayes, not that different from Jesse Waters. All these people come from well-financed and educated families. Jesse, um, whatever, I just said his name. Jesse Waters, his parents, I believe, are like college professors that went to the Women's March. Mm. Like, it is, we are living... Here's my point. Well, which, I hope he doesn't uh, talk to his parents. By the way, the, here's again. my point. <laughs> the, the, there's a great class war coming. And it's like, the you know, the elites on the left and the right are just rich people. You sound like arguing. Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> we should get Gaffigan a mask. That's what I want. I want to be a bad guy. <laughs> well, Jim, besides traveling around the world. Well, by the way. It, yes. Bad guy, if I may. Yeah, we sure. did, in fact, we were given the honor and privilege to watch a Jim Gaffigan movie. Yes. yes. New movie coming out. September is the release date yes. for it. American Dreamer. You always do press like eight months before the movie comes out. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, really? No, but I was like, you know, my publicist was like, get them to see the movie. Get people talking about this movie now. So I was like, all right, that's great. Well, we watched it separately, so you got two yeah. views. You guys weren't holding hands. We were not holding hands, but I needed somebody to hold me after the uh, movie ended. It's a, I thought it was going to be funny because I'm like, we got comedian Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. So I'm watching this movie, and we don't want to give a lot away. Well, why don't you, why don't you do want to tell us about the movie? Maybe I play a rideshare driver like Uber or Lyft in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. And I play a guy who's kind of down on his luck, who's divorced, and he has a, a young son. And he can't really get things together. And he is... So he runs for the Democratic candidacy in 2020. That's what everybody who can't get it together is doing. <laughs> and so then he, um, he's kind of, uh, he just, he, you know, he's not, he's probably dealing with mental issues. And so he ends up essentially being a driver for this drug dealer and uh and um eventually uh things go awry and he wants he, he kind of like attempts to steal or do something to this uh drug dealer and things kind of really fall apart my question because it was a very intense movie very intense i don't watch a lot of yeah. movies but I was not prepared for how intense this was because I was like, this is Sarah Big Huck's favorite comedian. She loves the food. <laughs> That's not true, by the way, the Sarah Huckabee thing. That's and then all true. of a sudden, I'm watching this. I mean, it's kind of a dark thriller. Would you say that's yes. a correct? Yeah, for sure. What I found interesting, though, is because we're in this age of a lot of PC, and you're playing a guy who's separated from his kid, yeah. not paying the child's support. Right driving around an African-American drug dealer. Yes. And I was like, how did they get Gaffigan to play a black so well? <laughs> because, you know, it's not correct now. <laughs> they like, everybody, don't do the blackface. And you didn't. You didn't do that. 
but you were clearly playing. Like even if you were a, a half black comedian pretending to be the pres- president, I would be offended by that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you have to understand when you're as white as me. It's like anything said racist within a 500 mile radius. People look at me yeah. like I took uh, this. I remember I took African-American literature freshman or sophomore year in college and people would just look at me like there'd be readings aloud and people would look at me like, good job. I'm like, I didn't do it. <laughs> They're I blaming didn't. you during the lessons. They're <laughs> like, look at that guy over there. You went to Georgetown. Correct? I did. It's a good I, school. You know who else went there? Um, Ivanka Trump. Yeah, she was in Mulaney's class, I think. Who? Uh, John Mulaney. Who's he? Wait a minute. I think is he, he got, another one of I my alleged Mulaney kids. No, he's a her. comedian. Did oh, she, okay, why good. didn't she go to Penn? I think she wanted to, you know, be different or something. Eric, this Eric character they keep claiming is my kid. I think he went to Georgetown as well. But really, but Chinless went to uh, went to Penn. Mr. President, you mind if I ask Jim <laughs> a couple of questions about the film? Is that cool? It's yeah. about time you started talking. All right, well, I didn't want to interrupt you guys. Now, how is this different? This is a very dramatic role yes. versus the, your TV show, which was a sitcom. Yes. Now, which one did you like? Did you which one did you like better to do? Even though considering this is not well, you know, comedy the, whatsoever. The, I mean, I, look, I enjoy doing uh, comedy and I enjoy doing drama, but I would say I I love doing this movie because it was. First of all, I was like on my TV show. I was an executive producer with my wife, so that adds a lot of complexity. That so, like, I could just focus on being an actor in that. But some of it is, I think, um, when there isn't this need to try and be funny, it's uh, as a comedian, it's almost kind of it's so fun to be kind of take the humorous take, but it's also uh, refreshing to just sit in awkwardness which is because some of comedy is releasing some of the tension i don't know what hannah gatsby told us to say um but like it's our next special by the way i looked this up is called douglas and it's named after her dog and i'm like i thought she was australian but apparently you know she's from new brooklyn with a dog named douglas she's from tasmania is which that? is an island, which is kind of like the Brooklyn of Australia. Oh. It's very, uh, it's very crunchy granola there. Mm. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I, I know nothing about Tasmania. <laughs> but would you let your? How old's your oldest child? Fourteen. Would you let is him or her? Her. Would you let her watch this film? Uh yeah, I would. I mean, she's also. By the way, I have uh, I have this other film that's coming out Father's Day weekend, which is called Being Frank, and um, my kids did watch it. And that movie, Being Frank, is about um, I play a guy who has uh, a fa- a guy who has two families. It's set in the early '90s before the internet, and he has two families. One of the and, great times in our history, no and, internet, and they know <laughs> they. Didn't know anything about them. And one of my sons, played by Logan Miller, discovers that I have the second family. And that's kind of what happens in the movie. And it's a comedy. But it's uh, it's also weird. Um, I don't know why I even brought that up. What was the question? 
Um, would you let your your oh, but, daughter but, watch it? So, but my my fourteen year old, my thirteen year old, I have like one for every age. My fourteen year old <laughs> and thirteen year old watched Being Frank, and my thirteen year old was like halfway through. He's like, I- I'm not watching this. This is I, what if dad? Like I wasn't there. And, and he was. He told my wife. He goes, "What if Dad really does have a second family? Like, <laughs> it got too real for him." <laughs> like when I was like when my kids were younger, when my fourteen year old was like six, I did this uh, episode of Law and Order where I played a guy who had like nine adopted children, and the <laughs> wife died. Okay, and and it was like who killed the wife, and so, and my daughter. Like, was in our bed. She was maybe four or five. And the next morning, she was kind of chilly to me. And I was like, what's going on? And she goes, who are those other people? (laughs) She thought it was real. And I was like, you know that uh, I'm acting. And they're like, and she she just kind of didn't believe me because, like, it was on the screen. Right. I I saw it. I totally get this because I have said that repeatedly, you know. Who's that at the Playboy Mansion? No, we're just acting. Yeah. We're just doing it. Don't worry, if Marla, Ivana. It's acting. It's part of the TV world. By the way, my daughter, Mari, who's 14 now, when Obama was running against McCain, my daughter, Mari, would walk in and go, oh, is that dad? Like when she'd look at McCain. <laughs> well, here's how you know you're not You're McCain. a war hero. You know? I like you. I don't like John McCain. You've That's made the that easy clear. way. Well, we're making it very clear. <laughs> you keep making that clear, even though he's dead. Well, his daughter's still alive, so I want her to suffer. Well, to know. How about that? To, I to guess. Know. Okay. I think what I would do is with the. Uh, I like it's it's for this this other movie the the kids the two families I like that it's yeah. uh, being frank because you could frank. and then you could just say your method acting if you're caught. If you're caught stepping out, you just go, I'm doing the Daniel Day-Lewis thing. I'm trying to yeah. really get into character. That's well, what I would say. We know the president is a huge fan of fast food. And yes. Jim, you've been traveling the road for years. So I'm yes. sure um, throughout your career, you've had to stop at the rest stops and eat fast yeah. food tons of times. Before we leave, we're going to play a game. We're gonna, I, I picked some fast food restaurants and yeah. we're going to rank them. And Mr. President, I'd like to hear uh, what you have to say about them too because you're a right. huge fast food fan. And these are the restaurants. It's McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, Taco Bell, and Chick-fil-A. Those five, how would you rank them as which one's the best and which one's the worst? Okay, well, first of all, I would say that um, I, uh, President Trump, you have ruined... Um, McDonald's glorification of fast food in general (laughs) for me and countless of other slovenly men. Don't you wish you could have been at the White House for that? No, giant spread of McDonald's and other. (laughs) It it looked like the the country was going bankrupt. (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) We were locked out for one of them, and that was when I was watching all the Netflix. So, um, but here's the thing: I think uh, Chick Fil A. We have to separate that out. And I think Taco Bell, because there are subsets within the fast food. It's burgers. It's so like within burgers, within that category, not including Shake Shack, which is amazing. Fast casual, they call it. Yeah, fast casual, which is a code for over more expensive. Yes. 
which is code for $13 for a meal as opposed to 7 Well, I go there in my, in my underwear because I'm like, well, if fast food is not casual, then I got to downgrade it for Shake Shack. Right. And so um, I would say among those burger chains, it's Wendy's. It's Wendy's beyond a doubt. Of course, the fries are McDonald's and Burger King if you want to get um, you know, tet- a tetanus shot afterwards. <laughs> so, so you would say Wendy's for burgers, McDonald's for fries. Yes, and but I would say the the inconsistency is behind the Burger King. I've been to a good Burger King, but there used to be a Burger King. Burger King is always inconsistent. I agree. It's just like wow. Just let's throw a manager in there, maybe here and yeah. there. What about you, Mr. President? Well, I'm not going to do what Mr. Big Jim Gaffigan did and kick out two of our great franchises. <laughs> Five is Taco Bell because we don't need your tacos. Get out of here. Build the wall. That's the first part. (laughs) So I don't even want to make them five. You know, Taco Bell was started by an American guy. A very disloyal American. Okay. (laughs) Who thought he was too good good for American food. Okay. All right. Number four, we're going Burger King. I agree with you. It's like bad McDonald's. And not a lot of people know this, but we got rid of a king. Well, that's also a British company. So that might be why they're well. Bad. They can keep you know they can keep their tea and crumpets and their bad bad food. Yeah. Three, Wendy's. The really. Food, the the food is very good. But I'm not into like the redheaded stepchild logo. It makes me feel very you know very uncomfortable when I walk in there. So you you kind of view, like you uh so you sexualize <laughs> the <this> food child. <laughs> You're like that child's not attractive enough. <laughs> No, well, like no, no. If it what was, I say is or when legal. she gets older... <laughs> if it was Emily Rodzikowski, you'd be more into Emily's Wendy's. would be number one on the list. <laughs> Let's get those blurred lines with a side of fries. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go Wendy's 3. The food's not bad, but I don't, I'm not feeling the vibe. Right. You know, ambiance is part of the experience. Number two, Chick-fil-A, because we love our evangelicals. We love yeah. our chicken nuggets and our waffle fries, so very good. Very popular in the country. It is interesting. Chick-fil-A is, obviously there's the political element, but it's not the most complex menu. Like, they're literally, we're, here's what we're doing. We're deep frying some battered chicken pieces. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, there's no bones in any of them. And we're doing fries, and that's it. Like that's it, and but people, and again, I'm not a huge. I don't like to eat birds, okay, uh, <laughs> or dinosaurs. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but people love Chick Fil A. Like I would rather uh, have Popeyes when it comes to Popeyes chicken. Solid. Um, but that being said, Chick Fil A is that because of your good. experience in American Dreamer driving around the African American gentleman? No, or is the African American literature the class from from college? It's the spice. <laughs> I love the spice of. Uh, we should have put pie. I told you, you got to put Popeyes on the list next Popeye. time. Next time, but Churches. number one is McDonald's. It's really? The king. It's the. I mean, that's what I eat. I eat at least eight times a week. Or do you think that that some of that is manufactured? As, uh, you know, like... Well, I do have a sponsorship deal with them. <laughs> no, but do you think that some of it is... That is uh, your... Uh, Mr. Trump's manipulation of the American ideal. Because, by the way, it's like... Look, as someone who... 
I had this joke, that's McDonald's, which was inspired by the fact that I found it so inherently um, annoying how people just used to shit on McDonald's because uh, they're like, oh, that's the worst thing in the world. I'm like, it's just a place to eat. I'm not proposing people go there for every meal. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, (laughs) but it's just like, it was kind of like this target of criticism I felt unnecessary. And so the joke I came up with was, was all about how we all have McDonald's. We all have something that's mediocre and accessible and stuff like that. And so, um, but I just, you know, McDonald's, you know how good or bad it's going to be. You know exactly how nauseous you'll feel afterwards. Iron stomach. I've had it so much, <laughs> it can't phase me. All right, I'm impressed. Well, that, that the, the jury has spoken. McDonald's over here. Wendy's over here with the, the fries from McDonald's. You yeah. can't, the McDonald's fries, I don't know what they have. Well, in we're not going to allow delicious. that. We're going to pass. You can't mix and match. You can't mix well, and match. Well, I think there's a patent. There's a patent on it. Ah. Uh, We're going to have to agree to disagree. But I remember you did that McDonald's bit, and I thought, this guy sounds like he gets my people. (laughs) None of the elites who are always criticizing McDonald's. Well, you know, that's. I think it's either side people are kind of delusional. They're they're kind of attached to certain beliefs. Anyway, I'm smart. (laughs) Um, Guys, um, Father's Day weekend. Yes. Father's Day weekend. Check Being it out. Frank. Being frank. Take your kids. Take your friends. Take your wife. What other dates you have coming up? Um, dates. What? When will this be released? Uh, today. Today. Um, let's see. I'm going to Colorado Springs, Boise, Spokane. I'm doing some shows in uh, Alabama. Love mm. Alabama. <laughs> yeah, Mississippi. <laughs> Uh, I'd never I hope it's I'd, not burning. Uh, <laughs> uh, but all over, you know. Uh, Where can they uh, find jimgaffigan.com? Is that the yes, website? Please. So jimgaffigan.com uh, for com. tickets. And uh, check out Being Frank in theaters uh, Father's Day weekend. And in September, please, guys, check it out. Awesome, awesome movie. American Dreamer. Thank you. Uh, really get, enjoyed it. He's going to see that making podcasts great again bump. In the box office. Oh, that, that's right. That's right. I mean, we're talking Oscar talk now since we're talking about it. It was a strong it. movie and uh, very disturbing, but good stuff. Thank you. I was you. very impressed. Thanks so much. Also, guys, please share the podcast, subscribe, tell your friends. We appreciate all the listeners coming on. We're going to be doing a live podcast coming up uh, during the summertime. Uh, so, uh, you know, keep spreading the word. We appreciate it at Trump pod on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, uh, backslash making podcasts great again. I'm just going to plug one date, Mr. President, just one date. I'm going to be Atlantic city comedy club, um, May 10th and 11th, Atlantic city comedy club.com for tickets. Come check it out. That's it. Quick plug. Well, this now I'm going to drop the voice. This has been JL Covan. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, uh, you, wait a minute. You were there the entire time? It's been me. Take the your whole glasses time. off and is rub this, your eyes. <laughs> is this some Ashton Kusher stuff or something? I, uh, in my real voice, I'd like to say no bullshit. Uh, a huge honor, and we are extremely yes, thank grateful. Thank you so for much. Really, really appreciate it. This, this is awesome. 
as big a deal as it is for you, it's an even bigger deal for us. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, this was a goal. But uh, <laughs> This was a goal. A goal to go on the podcast. Why does your of? dog have more space <laughs> than you individually have? How large is your dog? I'm a generous lover is the only thing I can say about that. Um, I love how your dog loves the wire, too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you for doing this. Everybody, um, obviously, share this episode. Give it five stars. Subscribe. I will be at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase May 17th and 18th. So if you're in the Detroit area, uh, get tickets to when I'm there, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but thank you very much once again. A real honor. A great pleasure. And guys, um, Jim Gaffigan dot com for tickets all his live shows and being frank father's day weekend go check it out and make it number one in the box office thank you and as always god help us all that's right